Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. Beverly Hills, California might be the most famous exclusive suburb in the world. Say the words and you might think of the zip code 90210, the name of a TV series. Or maybe you'll think of the movie stars who've lived in the mansions there over the past 100 years. Or Rodeo Drive with all the top designer labels. On this episode, we'll discuss not only the glamour, glitz, and over-the-top luxury of Beverly Hills, but surprises too. Our guest is Julie Wagner, CEO of the Beverly Hills Conference and Visitors Bureau. Julie, welcome to Places I Remember. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. So what do you think makes Beverly Hills so magical to people? Well, I think the thing that makes it magical for me is this whole old meets new vibe that you get here. There's so much history here and, you know, so much lore around movie stars and CEOs and, you know, elite people. But there's also um, this village-like charm. It's a little oasis in the middle of a very bustling city. And you feel like you're at home as soon as you land here. And you feel as soon as you drive into the city, it's completely different. You know, the streets are manicured, the trees, the flowers. It really is a very beautiful little place. Tell us about the history. How did Beverly Hills come to be? So Beverly Hills was part of a Spaniard settlement and some prospectors came in the early 1900s looking for oil. And instead of oil, they found water, which was equally valuable at that time. And so they parsed out Beverly Hills to develop it for residential purposes. And in 1912, the Beverly Hills Hotel opened up. And that really is the cornerstone of our history. And from there, it became the place to be seen, the place for old Hollywood And then one of the first people to settle here was Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford, and their estate, Pickford, is famous even to this day. Yes, I've I've visited it. It's uh, it's really old Hollywood, and it's something everyone should visit if they can, because it gives you the real feel of what you're talking about, the magic that started back then, which you can't find so much anymore. Now, where exactly is it in L.A. located? So we're... Smack dab in the center of Los Angeles County, we're 20 minutes. Well, it depends on traffic, right? So, you know, let's just say no traffic in a magical world. Oh, yeah. Magical is right. Magical (laughs) world. We're about 25 minutes from the airport. We're about 25 minutes from downtown. We're about 25 minutes from Universal Studios. So we're very, very centrally located. And we're just adjacent to the Santa Monica Mountains, which splits what we called the West Side and the San Fernando Valley. How expensive is it to to live there? Would you say well, on average? <laughs> let, let me let me preface it by saying what most people don't know is that Beverly Hills is comprised not just of beautiful, expensive homes, but also there's a lot of apartments here and a lot of multifamily dwellings. 
However, I will say, especially with California real estate being what it is, real estate everywhere in the United States being what it is, the median house price is about $3.8 million. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's yeah, I don't live here, but yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's the median. Okay. That's the median. I just so looked that up or more. I got online because I wanted to make sure that I was accurate. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, well, I mean, there's a good place you know, to visit. There's, there's homes that have sold for, you know, a hundred, over a hundred million. I mean, there's been a few really big sales and that certainly skews the average price. Yes, it does. Talking about this, there are so many movie and television stars that live in Beverly Hills. And I know you can find the addresses online, so-called star maps. Uh I want to know, is that legal? And what are the rules about driving around and, and looking at some of these homes? And what are some of the best ones if you are driving around? I would say it's fine. You can drive around wherever you want if you obtain a movie star home map. I don't know how accurate they are. I I will say that one of the best tours out there is the TMZ celebrity tour. It's entertaining. It's fun. And um, I think their information is probably a little bit more accurate than some of the others. But You know, the whole vibe is just, it's about being in the midst of Hollywood and people want to be close to movie stars. Well, who are some of the names? I mean, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, but, you know, a few old ones, a few new ones. Just give us a sprinkle. Uh, Lionel Richie has a home here. Um, Who else has homes here? There's a lot of people that are in Beverly Hills post office box, but not necessarily the city. And they live up in the hills as well, but they're pretty good about keeping everything on the down low and they don't really talk too much about where they live. So, and, and if you talk to like the hotels and stuff, they'll never tell you who comes and stays there. It's all word of mouth, so to speak. Right. I did look it up. There are just hundreds of people that, you know, are famous from from Greta Garbo in the past. Oh, absolutely. Madonna and all. Yeah. Or have lived there. They don't necessarily live there now, but they have. Yeah. Taylor Swift had a house here for a while. I don't know if she still owns it. Yeah. And, you know, and real estate changes hands quickly. Ellen DeGeneres had a house here for a while. I will tell you that a lot of celebrities can be seen at local restaurants and around town for sure. Do people bother them or not? I think it depends on, you know, if if it's somebody who lives in Los Angeles, they tend to be a little bit more slick. I think people stare, but I don't think they bother them as much. But I think when you're in an environment where you never get to see that, then, yeah, you want a picture, you want a you want an autograph, you want to be able to document that you you had that opportunity. It's fun. It's part of, as we said, it the magic, fun. you know, this so much is, is difficult in life. And I guess that's it's so much fun to come to the Beverly Hills to find some some magic. As I yeah. said, some of the movies that have been done and some of the TV shows are 902 Beverly Hills, 90210 Beverly Hillbillies. Entourage, Pretty Woman, Clueless, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, so many. The setting. I love that movie with Nick Nolte. It's just yeah. So, so yeah. it's fun not only to see the homes, but I'm sure there are tours that take you to where the, the films were, were shot. Absolutely. And we have um, some walking tours that also do that as well. So, you know, it's especially if you've seen the movie like that, The Fountain in Clueless. That's fun. Is that the one in Beverly Gardens Park? Yeah. Yeah. Right on the yeah, end across a- from the Waldorf Astoria. 
And isn't there a big sign, Beverly Hills, right there? That's the there's a, the Beverly Hills Lily Pond, which was mm-hmm. redone. Actually, all of Beverly Gardens Park was renovated in conjunction with our centennial in 2014 to really bring back that former vibe. So, you know, again, this whole old meets new, and it's probably the most photographed place in the city. Well, I enjoyed visiting the Greystone Mansion. I know that's been a backdrop for many, many films. It's a 1920s Tudor revival and has beautiful gardens you can walk through and a pond and all of that. Can you go into the building. I did not go in. I'm not. It has to be a special request to go into the building. Supposedly it's haunted. Oh, I yes. Didn't know that. <laughs> yes. And um, I've heard lots of good stories. It was the scene of a murder, a murder suicide, I believe. And they supposedly the ghosts are still there. Oh, so. really? Well, I know it was the setting for movies like The Bodyguard, Social Network, Spider-Man. So it has a there little will bit be of blood, I think, had was shot. Oh, there really? Too. Yeah. Oh, that's Fitting. But the gardens are spectacular. I can't they tell you are. how many weddings there are a year there. Everybody likes to get married up there. Well, I have to mention before we go on to other things, the incredibly popular reality series, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What can you tell us about the filming of that uh, around Beverly Hills? Are you happy about that? Or Most of them don't even live here. So oh, really? uh, I think when the show started, there was a, a little bit more of a concentration. But I mean, the name Beverly Hills resonates and, and just people identify that. So why change the name of the show? Exactly. That's a big compliment. Okay. So let's go into other things that we may not think about as much. The Performing Arts Center. Tell us a little about that. The Wallace Wallace used to be originally, it was the post office uh, built in 1934. And it has these beautiful, as you walk in frescoes, all on the ceilings that are original and marble foyer. And so when they decided, when Wallace Andenberg Foundation decided to develop the property, they pulled in an architect to kind of give that old meets new conjunction. And the outside of the newer part of it is made to look like envelopes. It's got these slats. Really? in it and it's supposed to symbolize the original envelope and the the fact that it was a post office. Clever. They have two theaters there. They have a 500 seat theater. We're looking forward to the love actually coming for the holidays and they also have a smaller theater as well which I believe seats 150 and then this beautiful sculpture garden where they do a lot of public events and during the pandemic, when it was at its height, they were doing a lot of outdoor activations as well. I just love repurposed buildings. I, I'm speaking to you from Miami and our arts center, our performing arts center has the former Sears Tower as the center. It was a Art Deco 1930s building, and that's also the center of a very modern complex. So it's beautiful when they when they do that. Yeah, okay. because it's just it just celebrates who you are, you know, and your heritage. Yeah. There's a lot of visual arts. There's about 100 public art pieces I read all around Beverly Mm -hmm. Hills, which is wonderful. There's a place that I I just saw the name of it. I want to ask you. You have lots of art galleries, but it's called Casa Perfect. Oh, my gosh. So we discovered Casa Perfect. It's David L. Hedef, who is curator, and he created Future Perfect in New York. And then he decided that he wanted to move here. And he bought this house up in Truesdale Estates, which is a famous 
area of Beverly Hills up in the hills. And, and it had only been had one owner and it's all mid-century modern and it's his own home, but you can make appointments to come and see all the art that's been curated. It's definitely a hidden treasure that, you know, that I encourage visitors to come and take advantage of. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get over the name. I I think I would definitely want to try that. Right. Something perfect. Everybody wants to experience perfection. (laughs) Absolutely. And he's lovely. Uh, I'm sure. Now you mentioned the Beverly Hills Hotel. I know there's a pool there and so many people have come by and it's legendary. What are some of the other classic hotels of Beverly Hills. Absolutely. Well, I just want to mention the Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hills Hotel. That's the place for celeb, one of the best places for celebrity sightings. You know, we have the beautiful Waldorf Astoria, which has one of the best rooftops in all of Beverly Hills. You get pretty much a, almost a 360 degree view. And if you're a bit of a voyeur, like I can be, you can see into people's backyards. So you see, you know, really nice homes and how their backyards oh, really? are set up. Yeah. But we, but we don't talk about that. Um, we don't talk you also about see that, yeah. city hall, you can see Hollywood, you can see uh, all of the West side and they have incredible food and cocktails up there and their pool areas up there too. So that's fun. The afternoon tea at the peninsula is known probably the world over and it's all set up in what they call the living room, which is the central meeting place in the hotel. And the spread is incredible. Of course, the Beverly Wilshire, which is a Four Seasons hotel, is the Pretty Woman Hotel and also has a lot of history and lore around it. It was built in 1928 on a former Speedway site. And they have uh, the Pretty Woman Cocktail which is made with a fancy name for garbanzo bean liquid. What? <laughs> yes, it's like a vegan, you know, it's to make it vegan. Um, and it's also peach and raspberry and, and all of that. Oh, good. It's, <laughs> delicious. It's, it's really delicious. I really? mean, I just think it's kind of an interesting, it's like when you find out that mole is made with chocolate, you know, it's just, yeah. kind of, oh, okay. That makes sense, sort of. Okay. Well, it worked for Pretty Woman. I don't know. It worked for Pretty Woman. (laughs) And a lot of, they have packages. And they also do this incredible thing during the summer, although obviously it hasn't happened in the last couple of years, but they used to do like a glamping package where you could stay on one of their terraces and in a giant tent uh, with personalized butler service. Which oh, my goodness. Super fun. I heard of another wonderful package, the Hermitage flight package. Can you tell us about that one? The where you flight, go- were you the private suite? Yes, yes. private jet. Yes, yes. So they have a special package where you you fly in on a private jet and you stay in one of their magnificent suites And that hotel was recently renovated and it is probably one of the best kept secrets in Beverly Hills. It's a little off the beaten path, but still very, very walkable. All of their rooms are junior suites. That's the entry level. And I believe they're like 750 square feet and they have a wonderful restaurant called Avec News. So it's really like if you want to feel like a celebrity who's not, you know, who's in a quiet off the beaten path location, that is definitely the place. I would call all of this aspirational travel. Yes, absolutely. Something we all would like to do. And maybe if we prioritize it once in a while, we'll 
do something. But I would also say that one of the few takeaways in Beverly Hills is that there is really a breadth of opportunities for people depending on their different lifestyles. And, you know, if you have kids, you can paint pottery and go to the ATM cupcake machine from Sprinkles. You know, I heard about that. Yes, tell we us. We can more. do high end. And we can do yeah. Now the cup, the cupcake machine is something I definitely want to try. I did not tell us about that one. Oh my gosh! You put in your credit card, and out comes your your choice of cupcake. And I know most people know about sprinkles, but on the go, in the middle of the night, the you know, no time is off limits for cupcakes for sure. Perfect. Now, speaking of food, Beverly Hills has some fabulous restaurants. Uh, give us a couple of your favorites. So Beverly Hills probably has one of the most vibrant restaurant scenes in Southern California right now. We just have so much development. There's Mirame, which is authentic Mexican cuisine with a healthy twist to it. There's Tatel, which is owned by a number of celebrities, including Gal Gasol, and that's Spanish influences. Very, very popular. I would be remiss if I didn't mention... Gucci Osteria, which is a Mosimo Batura restaurant and also earned their first Michelin star just recently. And then the outdoor dining in Beverly Hills, you know, with COVID, we really had to be, I mean, everybody had to be super innovative and Spago just blew it out of the water with this yeah. outdoor tent that makes you feel like you're in a palace, a glass palace. And uh, it's right at the end of a cul-de-sac. And we have this beautiful mural in the background. And um, and that is definitely a special occasion place. I know uh, Nusser Et with Salt Bay, you know, mm-hmm. famous Salt Bay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I actually uh, I had it. <laughs> I met him. I was a guest of someone else who was buying a lot of steak and I had no idea who he was. This man comes over in a t-shirt and he starts to go like this and sprinkle salt on my steak. And I said, who is that? And they said, are you kidding? He's the most. You don't know I the guess, sprinkle? I didn't know it. This was a few years ago. I, I, I guess, uh, you know, I was out of it, but he has like millions and millions of followers. So, oh my and God. the steak was so pretty good. Yeah, the steak. He even has a Saturday Night Live parody that you can right. watch. But I will never forget that. Who is this man coming over? Here? He's a character. It's fun. Good. It was good. So tell us about, you know, some of the boutiques. It's a couple. I know there's some wonderful shops on Rodeo Drive. We all know that with the great names like, you know, Gucci and all that. But of tell course. us something maybe we wouldn't know. Well, there's a lot of independently owned stores with some with a lot of history, some that are brand new. And and there's also Beverly Drive, which is it's still beautiful clothes, but it's things that you would find in upscale malls. So things like Sandro and Maj and Scotch and Soda and other stories. If you want to shop couture, you can. If you don't want to shop couture, you have that option too. And then there's also Geary's, which is like an institution here, which is where people shop for jewelry, for for beautiful watches, for incredible home goods. That is the place to register if you're going to be getting married um, because the China and the home goods are just bar none. Uh, The owner travels all over the world to collect unusual pieces that, you know, that are exclusively offered. Then there's also like 
bespoke tailor, John Carroll, whose his father started a store on Cannon in many, many years ago, and jewelry designers like Anne Sisteron. And it's fun to shop those stores as well, because you can't get it anywhere else. Right. If you're a budget traveler, I have to say, is there is there a place to stay that you recommend? And I'm sure there are places to eat. Give us one budget place that you would suggest. I would say maybe Beverly Terrace Hotel or the Mosaic Hotel. These are all, I mean, I don't know budget-wise. I don't well, know what it is. Than, but it's not yeah, like staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Right. It's much more affordable. We have a lot of boutique hotels that are the Crescent Hotel that are you know, around 40 rooms and they're very reasonable. And in terms of where the locals eat, they eat everywhere. Their Cannon Drive is what we call Little Restaurant Row. And there are, you know, tons of different restaurants for every appetite. South Beverly Drive has probably one of the most popular earth cafes in all of Los Angeles. There really is something for everybody here. Good. Good to know. Now, there's a focus on green spaces all around the world. Tell us some of the wonderful green spaces in Beverly Hills if you want to walk and sit. And so Beverly Hills has about 35,000 residents, I believe, and we have 33,000 different species of trees and plants. So there's almost a tree or a plant for everybody here. We have the beautiful, we had talked about the Beverly Gardens Park, which is about two miles long. It's got a running trail, a cactus garden, a rose garden, beautiful public art, Will Rogers Park. There's also Beverly Cannon Gardens, which is between the Mayborn and where Bouchon used to be, which is almost leased out, I think, at this time, which is just there's places to pick up lunch and chairs and tables where you can sit down and eat outside. There's green everywhere here. And I think that because it's a village-like atmosphere and the fact that you're outside in Southern California's beautiful year-round weather, you really don't ever feel like you're enclosed in a mall or have that kind of experience here. So it's very easy to integrate that into, you know, into your day. And we also have up in the hills, it's Beverly Hills Post Office, but there's Franklin Canyon where you can go hiking and, and tree people. So there's really a lot of opportunities to spend the day outside. Well, it sounds like paradise. It's the nice. name of the podcast is Places I Remember. So, Julie, what's one of your favorite memories or stories about Beverly Hills? So, when I was a little girl, Rodeo Drive was just getting started with Giorgio, which was created by Fred Heyman, who was one of the founders of Rodeo Drive, really. And my big Saturday was going with my mom to Beverly Hills and we would stop at Saks and pick up, you know, whatever sundries, you know, she needed. And we'd have lunch at Saks, which was always very, very special. And then if my mom had a big event to go to with my father, we would go over to Giorgio And my father would sit with his scotch because they had a huge bar and a pool table and stuff for men to do as well. And my mother would try on dresses for my father and my father would pick out the dress that he wanted her to wear. That sounds typically wonderful. I mean, even a little girl, it was like, okay, Uh Beverly Hills is my aspirational place to go, you know? Absolutely. You're a lucky lady. I am. I (laughs) am. You are. Well, 
Thank you so much, Julie Wagner, CEO of the Beverly Hills Conference and Visitors Bureau. I, I won't just think of Spagos and movie stars anymore. I'm going to think of those cupcakes. Yeah, from right. ATM machine. Oh, they're so thanks. good. Thanks so very much. It was enjoyable. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember, so follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, places I remember, and keep making your own travel memories. <laughs>